This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Hello. Wow. It has been such a crazy week for me. I reopened my store here in Tennessee Uh, For those that don't know, I had my business Lemon in California, and we live in the Nashville area now. And after a couple years, I decided it was time to bring the business here and close down California. You know, moving a business in and of itself is hard, but you're really kind of starting over. I had to get all new fixtures, tables, had to have a new counter built new hardware, everything's new, except for I brought the original signage. And it's been a lot of work. I'm so exhausted, like so happy, so grateful, you know, energized in the way that I'm excited that the business is close to me again and that I get to continue something that I love and I'm passionate about. But wow, I'm so tired. You know, it's like I did all of the back-end work and then the physical work of putting the store together took two weeks, which is really fast for those that don't know, you know, setting up a store, retail, that world. It's a lot. And then this whole, I feel like I'm almost kind of losing my voice too from all the talking I've been doing. Um... So if I sound a little funny, that's why. I I also spent the whole first week, you know, we did a press party Monday night and then we opened on Tuesday. Today is Sunday. So I really spent all week talking to people, getting the store up and running, getting all six new Lemon Girls trained and ready to really run the show without me there because of course... I can't be there seven days a week all, you know, the whole time that we're open. So that was a lot. It was It's a lot to train that many people back to back to back all at once. Um, it takes a lot of mental power to remember everything and make connections with all of the new employees but then also physically just standing at the store, walking around the store, um, being on all the, the whole time. It was a lot, but we did it. We made it to Sunday, um, and it feels good. It feels really good. Exhausted, but good. Um, so I wanted to do an episode, just have like a fun kind of episode, but also educational. We're definitely going to talk about marketing in this episode and branding, um, really smart business model, that sort of thing, because I want to talk about Victoria's Secrets. But before we talk about that, um, 
Not too long ago, a few weeks ago, there were reports coming out that there is, you know, this whole new generation of kids, basically Gen Z, that has been watching Friends for the first time. The most beloved show ever. I don't even think I need to explain what Friends is. For me, it's the it's my favorite show. I could watch episodes over and over again. It's hilarious. It still makes sense today, which is rare for a show that 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 is that old to still be so relevant and funny and interesting and we're still so connected to the the characters and the stories. But there's this whole new generation of people that are just watching it for the first time, which, by the way, makes me feel so old. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean for the first time? I think I've seen it each episode like a hundred times. So yeah, I feel like an old lady just hearing that stat. But, you know, and, and it also makes sense because this whole new generation Gen Zs are really into the whole 90s vibe and fashion and um, you know, I, I really think some of the best 90s fashion is actually in Friends. I mean, Rachel Green alone is just killing it. I still see her in scenes and I'm like, oh, I really like that outfit, <laughs> even though it's, you know, dated or not technically quote unquote in style today. She just made everything look so good. So I understand them wanting to watch the show and are interested in it even though it's so old for them, you know? But now they're coming out and saying that they're offended. There's this whole new generation of people, of kids, that are watching episodes of Friends and then saying that they're offended by it. And this pisses me off so much. I'm so done with this whole PC, you know, upset about everything generation. I'm not going to get political. I don't even care to be political because I don't agree with either party, to be honest. I think having two parties is stupid. Most people fall in the middle. Most people don't camp on one side or the other. But there definitely is this crazy wide swing that, you know, go woke, go broke kind of thing. And I'm so over it. Like, let's just stop it and go back to normal life and real life and you know I think a lot of these people need to get a life they need they're bored they're at home doing you know TikTok videos and not working real jobs and not getting out in society I'm done with it but I really wanted to talk about this because wow Jennifer Aniston came out and made some bold statements. And I'm so proud of her because I think a lot of times in Hollywood, we get people that are too scared to speak up or they wanna be kind of a part of this PC, you know, be careful what you say, Hollywood BS. And she came out and was like, you know, the beauty of comedy is that we make fun of ourselves and that we need comedy and people are just too sensitive now. And all of these things that she was saying, and, and you know, she did say like, I think we did a good job. Like friends is not bad. And it was so refreshing to hear somebody of her status, you know, an A-list celebrity that has been in the industry decade after decade, 
come out and just be like, no, you know, like shutting these people down. And when you really think about Friends, they did a really good job. I mean, Ross was married to a lesbian. They have Chandler's dad that liked to dress up in drag and dress up as a woman and do a Vegas show. They had, you know, um, Ross and Joey dated a black woman. They had Ross who dated an Asian woman. They had such a variety in the show. They also had... Um, I mean, Joey's Italian and they had his whole Italian family on certain episodes and that whole thing. They, you know, I mean, they, they hit topics that I think a lot of times are not talked about, like how Monica and Chandler couldn't get pregnant and their journey to adoption. Um, Rachel having a child out of wedlock, Phoebe's brother and his wife not being able to have kids and her carrying their children for them. I mean, they did all sorts of things in that show. So, like, really the audacity of this generation to come out and say, we're offended. What are you offended by? There's nothing to be offended by. It is the greatest show that's ever been made with really some of the most talented cast. So I'm not interested in what they have to say. But I just wanted to talk about it because I'm so proud of Jennifer Aniston. I've always been a fan of her. And just having her come out and basically shut these people down. I mean, as soon as she came out with these quotes, we didn't hear about this anymore. It left the news. It E! News is not talking about it. It's just done. Because, no, I mean, what are they going to say to that? You know? I think she did a really good job. So, and I, I agree with her. Everyone needs funny. That's what she said. She literally said, everyone needs funny. We need comedy. Let's, you know, we can't, the way to have comedy is to make fun of ourselves, is to make fun of things. Like that's comedy. So let's stop trying to remove comedy as a whole. It's not working and it's never going to work. So um, yeah, so proud. I love it. I love Friends. I love the cast. I think it's such a good show. I actually was watching a little clip of it with my six-year-old the other day, and he thought it was funny. And then later he goes, Ross is my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, he's a little too young for the show because obviously it has some adult content. But you know, I'm like, yes, you guys get a little bit older and we're watching Friends for sure. Okay, then the other thing I wanted to talk about was Victoria's Secrets. On Netflix, I think it was like six months ago. Well, maybe it wasn't Netflix. I take it back. I should have looked this up first. Maybe it's HBO or Hulu. Anyways, there's a documentary, docu-series that came out, and it was basically talking about the history of Victoria's Secrets, the ownership, how it became basically this powerhouse that it was, and the models and all these things. Now... This docu-series was trying to make Victoria's Secrets look bad. Oh, you know, they objectify women and it's so unhealthy and unrealistic. And they tried to bring models that would like talk bad about their experience. They could, they barely, they couldn't even like find, first of all, they couldn't find a single model that anyone knew who they were. They brought like two models on that one of them was from like the early 90s and like the late 80s and she did like one runway show and she was like talking bad about her experience and then they brought this other girl that maybe she did like one runway show never heard of her i've never seen her before and she again was like talking badly about her experience at victoria's secrets that's it they couldn't get one single person that we actually know 
You know, like get a Heidi Klum, get a Tyra Banks. Like this is ridiculous. And then they were trying to make the owner and their head of marketing, those two men, look really bad too. Oh, you know, they're just horrible men. And they tied the owner of Victoria's Secrets to Epstein, which I was curious to hear more about that. They honestly didn't have much information on that. The only thing I took away from that is that uh, Eps, I think Epstein and the owner of Victoria's Secrets maybe had a romantic relationship and it was very hush-hush and secretive, especially back then, which was like a big no-no. Um, that's what I took away from it, which had nothing to do with Victoria's Secrets, the brand, the company, the powerhouse that it became, had nothing to do with his personal life. Do you know what I mean? So I think... It was interesting to hear a little bit of what they had to say, but it really had nothing to do with anything as far as the branding. What I really took away from it was, wow, Victoria's Secrets was genius. Everything that they did from a business model standpoint to their marketing, everything. I mean, let me back up a little bit. I have a pretty strong history with Victoria's Secrets. I worked at Victoria's Secrets all through college, which was 2004 to 2008, which was a big part of their heyday. I mean, that's when pink was big. They had makeup. They had um, all of their like lotions and sprays and all of that was really big. Remember Love Spell, the purple one? Everyone was obsessed. This was before people were cautious of non-toxic products and organic. So everyone was just dousing themselves in this love spell body wash and, and lotion. They had the bombshell shampoo and conditioner. They had the sexy lingerie. They had the cotton underwear. They had the jammies. And then they had the catalog, the website, with all the clothes, the shoes, the bags. This is when they had all the supermodels. They were killing it during this generation. I mean, I remember the Super Bowl commercials that they did, the uh, commercials they did in general. It was really like nothing else. Working there for those four years, there was an obsession. I remember when we would do the semi-annual sales, which was in January and in July, which by the way, in retail, that's very typical. Nordstrom does that as well. If you pay attention, that's when retail kind of does its sale and comes in with the new season, which is spring when you after your January sale. And then when you do the July sale, you go into fall and holiday. So it's very um, natural. But Victoria's Secrets, I think, honestly was like the first to do it and it was this big thing people would like line up out the door to come into the sale we would open the doors and it would be like a madhouse there would be a line literally wrapped around the store of people waiting to check out and to pay for their goodies I mean we had the Victoria's Secret credit card and we would open credit cards all day long I mean it was really amazing to have been a part of because I learned a lot from those four years in not only how retail works, how branding works, how um, that sort of business model works, but also how people work. There was a lot of psychology behind it. There was a lot of things that made people tick. And there was a lot of emotion behind their purchases and their time 
walking the mall, walking the shopping center, shopping. It was really interesting to be able to see it, you know, from an outside perspective as an employee. And then at the end of college, I actually did a market research internship, which kind of makes me laugh because I did the internship just because I felt like I was getting to the end of college and I needed an internship on my resume. So I like got this job close to my college in Sacramento and one of the main clients they had me work with was Victoria's Secrets, of course. I mean, I was like dying. I'm like, oh, I like work there at the store. (laughs) So it was interesting. I would get on these calls with their corporate and corporate would be like, could you tell us you know, what is the dressing room experience like for customers? Or, you know, can you tell us what do you think about us having makeup? Should we still do that? And they were really curious what the experience is like on the store level. And they were very mindful and thoughtful in everything that they did. Now, I was an intern, so I was mostly just like sitting, observing, doing PowerPoint slides, you know, that sort of thing. But I, um, but it was interesting to see a little bit behind the scenes and on a corporate level. After graduation, I went into corporate and um, nothing with Victoria's Secrets after that. But I've always loved the brand. And I think most of my generation agrees and understands that obsession that there was of that time. So watching this docuseries, I just got to learn more about the history and how they became what they became. And at the end, I was like, wow, this is powerful. Anyone that wants to be or is in marketing needs to watch this docu-series. Anyone that loves branding or starting a business or owns a business or wants to grow their business needs to watch this docu-series or research Victoria's Secrets as a brand in general. And anyone that's even just curious about how it works as a consumer, I think it's so interesting. So one thing that Victoria's Secret did, I mean, they did a lot of things that were groundbreaking. One, they did the catalogs. This was before internet was big and people were not really online shopping. So they had these catalogs that came home, I think most people my generation, remember these catalogs they were so fun to look at and what really made them revolutionary was that they had real runway models real models that wanted to become supermodels in their catalog typically in fashion and in modeling there's kind of like two camps there's like catalog modeling and advertisement mark you know modeling and then there's high fashion runway that sort of thing. What Victoria's Secret did was they took the two and put it together. Unheard of. And still to this day, I can't think of an even one brand that has done that. Brands are now doing, you know, celebrity endorsements and they're doing influencers and they're doing that sort of thing. But nobody has mastered this formula like Victoria's Secrets did not before them and not since them. And I think it's so interesting because I think it's amazing. How genius. I mean, these catalogs would come home and you were like really wanted to look at it. It looked like a a high-end fashion magazine. 
and with these beautiful models that really knew how to pose, that really knew how to work it. And they not only brought them in for this catalog work, but they made it a big part of their brand. So you're looking at these Victoria's Secret models in the store in big blow up posters. You're looking at them on every piece of marketing. If you do a flyer or the Victoria's Secret credit card would come with a little booklet of coupons. They were all in there. You would see them on commercials. You would see them do um, appearances and they would show up at random stores and do pictures and sign autographs. They made them household names. And then, of course, they did the Victoria's Secret fashion show, which was once a year, that became bigger and bigger and bigger year after year after year with celebrities doing performances and um, celebrities going to the shows and these really beautiful, like, basically costumes, right? I mean, they have these, like, crazy themes. It was genius. They had these models signing on for year contracts at a time. They were giving models consistent work, which is the hardest part of modeling, right? You book a job, you do the job, then you need to find another job. So to get these models from nobodies, nobody knows who they are, they're newbies, they want to break into the industry, to signing them on for these long contracts and making them a supermodel and making them a household name unheard of and genius. I mean, there would be no Tyra Banks or Heidi Klum's or Giselle or what, I mean, you right? Like we can all name those models off the top of our head still to this day. That's how good of a job they did making them supermodels. But they were always representing and working for the brand Victoria's Secrets. So smart. I mean, still to this day, Giselle could do an ad for Prada and I would think Victoria's Secrets, right? Like they could do anything else and we would still think Victoria's Secret bombshell. It's amazing what they have done. And then what they also did was have this wonderful store experience. So I will say from owning a retail store myself, the, the experience at the store is crucial. If, if people are not having a good experience, then they're not gonna come back or they're gonna sit at home and shop online. People wanna come out and shop in person for two reasons. One, they need something right away. They can't wait to order and have it delivered. Or two, they want the human connection. They want the customer service. They want the experience. They want to get out of the house. Those are the only two reasons. So Victoria's Secrets was genius because your experience at the store was epic from the smells to the, you know, like we just talked about the big posters of the models. You have all the products. You, it's an, you know, you have all the customer service. We always had somebody in the front with greeting and helping. We always had people at the register. We always had people in the back. We always had someone in the pink department. We always had someone in dressing rooms. We had a whole stock boy situation. Mostly there were men, but it was stock people. And, um, if we were low on something, they would come and restock it right away. The store was perfect at all times. They would do a lot of the cleaning when the store closed. They would do a lot of the restocking before the store opened. They would change the displays. I mean, it was a whole vibe. You know, you would 
you would come in for Valentine's Day shopping and it would be perfectly lined up. You could, you knew where the sexy lingerie was. You knew where the pajamas were. You knew where the pink section was. You got the best customer service. They fitted you for everything. They took care of you. They made you feel really good. I mean, I can still remember the feeling of those pink bags with the stripes on it and the pink tissue. And then they give it to you and you're like, ah, I got my goodies. It just, every bit of what they did was perfect. And then what they did on top of that, that was genius, was they had that whole pink line, which was geared more to the teens and the college girls. The, you know, the girls that they're not ready for like sexy lingerie. They're, you know, they're not getting married. They're not having their bachelorette party. They're not, you know, they are in a different stage. They're in a stage of sports and school and they want to be comfortable and they want sweatpants and they want boxer shorts and they want sports bras. And they were genius to bring pink in and get them to love the brand before they're old enough to appreciate the full brand. And pink was it. I mean, it was like one of the it brands. I think pink and juicy were a little bit in competition in that era because Juicy had the, obviously the sweatsuits and all that too. Um, but it was a really good yin and yang. And then they also fed off of the whole Amber Combi and Fitch Hollister era, which was very like preppy and, you know, cute, comfortable as well. Same age group that they were targeting. So it was really smart. I mean, they were capturing my, you know, myself included. I was really young and I loved pink. And then I graduated to loving the rest of Victoria's Secrets. And then the catalog experience, you could shop in the catalog. You would call them. You could shop online later on when things expanded. They did everything. I mean, I, I still have five or six Victoria's Secret bathing suits from catalog and website and I still get compliments on it all the time and then what they also did that I just learned in this docuseries was that they would go to Europe and they would go to fashion week and they would go to all these amazing designers and they would see what they're doing and then they would copy it in a more cost-effective way so they would see for example a fall collection coming out and it's a beautiful you know, let's say cashmere sweatshirt or sweater, and they would copy the silhouette and the print and the colors and the whole entire look. And instead of paying, you know, $300, you're paying $39. And it was so smart, you guys. Think about it this way. Right now, you can do knockoffs, which is typically you order, like what, Amazon, cheap stuff coming from China that's like going to fall apart and doesn't even really look like the designer option or you pay, you know, top dollar for the high quality good stuff, right? Victoria's Secret basically came right in the middle and said, okay, you're not going to pay really cheap prices. You're going to pay average prices, but it's going to be good quality and it's going to be the same style as the high-end fashion week stuff. And that's part of the reason why their catalog and their website, their clothing, their shoes, their bags, their swimsuits did so well. And I didn't know this till I watched the docuseries. And I'm like, wow, so smart. I mean, yeah, just so good. Then the other thing that they did 
remember this if you're interested in marketing. They were sending free item cards in the mail. And I know many of you are nodding your heads right now in remembrance, right? They would send these free panty things home. Sometimes it was something else like come get a free lotion or whatever, but usually it was a come get a free panty. So it come in the mail, it'd have obviously Victoria's Secret model on it, modeling these panties, and it would say, come on in, get your free panty, in-store only. So you obviously save it. Who doesn't want their free panty? And then you come into the store to get your free panty. Now, the name of the game is just to get people in the store. Once someone's at the store, they're probably going to find something else that they need or they want or they're shopping for a gift or whatever it may be. So they were constantly, month after month after month, getting loyal customers to come back to get their free panty and to shop. Epic. I was also trying to think if there's another brand that has ever done this. I know that there are brands that will send discounts in the mail and that sort of thing. But the come get your free item, I can't think of another brand that's done that either. And it's so smart. When I worked at Victoria's Secrets those four years, we would get people all the time. They were like, oh, I got my free panty. Here I am. And when you opened a Victoria's Secret credit card, you would also get six months of coupons and it would go month by month. So your first month, it would be like 50% off of a bra. And then your second month would be the free panty. And then your third month would be, you know, get five, get the sixth one for free or whatever. There was always like a deal. So it was another way to get these new credit card holders back in. It was just so smart, you guys. Everything that they did, the Super Bowl commercials, the, um, I mean, I can still think of one of the Super Bowl commercials. It's just so good, like so good. Like they don't even make commercials like that anymore. And there is like this like uproar of people that are like, oh, those are unrealistic bodies and it's not fair and we need to represent all kinds. No, these are supermodels. In what world did we decide that we were not going to be okay with supermodels. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course, we're not supermodels. Supermodels are such a small percent of the population, not only because they have great bodies and they have beautiful faces and all of that, but you have to also think to be a model, you have to be really tall. How many women are that tall? You know, like that eliminates... 98% of us, just because we're not tall enough to walk in a runway or do high fashion or, or even a lot of catalog work, you have to be at a certain height. So to me, it's ridiculous to say, oh, we we could never live up to that. No, you can't because you're five, three and they're six foot, you know, it's like, no, you're not going to have legs like that because they're giant. Like, let's stop trying to make it into something that it's not. Um, You know, but do I think that their bodies are unrealistic? No, I don't. I actually don't. I actually appreciate the Victoria's Secret supermodel body way more than this whole plastic surgery, 
fake boobs, fake butt, Botox, fake hair, fake tan, fake nails, fake eyelashes, fake, 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 fake world that we are in now. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's let's appreciate. I'm not going to say that they never had any work done because that's obviously not true. But a lot of them, it is a natural beauty. And I remember one of my friends um, back when I worked at Victoria's Secrets, you know, she said to me, she's like, that's not real. Like they're wearing push-up bras. They have padding. They're being taped into place. Like they're not big chested, a lot of them. Some of them are, but a lot of them are not. And, you know, it's just making the product look good. And they, you know, they push everything up and put a bunch of padding and tape and it's modeling. That's not reality. You know, like we all know that magazines are edited. That's not real. No one's skin looks that smooth. Like that's a joke, you know? So let's stop being, again, back to being offended. Like we talked about with friends, like let's stop being so offended by everything and appreciate it. I loved it. I mean, if anything, I had, I had my first baby and I was like, all right, I'm getting back into Victoria's Secret shape. You know, it's like, who cares? And then they came out with that like anti Victoria's Secret song that they're like playing on the radio. Like it's, I couldn't even listen to the song. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I just can't. And I'm, I'm sure I'm ruffling some feathers right now with what I'm saying, but I don't care. This is just, we've, we've took everything too far. And then of course, Victoria's Secrets got new ownership and new marketing in place and they destroyed the brand. I mean, I don't know a single person that talks about Victoria's Secret anymore. I don't know a single person that shops at Victoria's Secret anymore. I don't know. I think the quality has also maybe changed a little bit, which is so sad because I really, truly will tell you that the quality of what they had back then was really good. I mean, I, I still have items from back then that look new you know they really did such a good job and then to bring in this new marketing that just destroyed the brand they removed all of the bombshell models all of the supermodels they removed the fashion show they removed the commercials they 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 removed i don't even think they they do clothes anymore i don't i don't think so i this is how long it's been since i've shopped victoria's secret both online and in store i don't even know do they do clothes? I don't know. Do they have shoes and bags and swim swimwear? I don't think so. Like it's their marketing is so bad that I haven't even heard the name Victoria's Secret in years. That's bad marketing. They went from being a household name and being everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you couldn't do anything without knowing Victoria's Secret. It's on commercials. It's you know, all the, every, you go to the mall, you go to the shopping centers, Victoria's Secret was a place you always stopped into. They were online. They were doing, you know, these models were everywhere, just promoting all their PR and their fashion show and their, you know, connection with the, with celebrities and music all gone. I mean, now what? They tried to bring in like models, like, oh, we're going to show all, all shapes and sizes. Nobody cares. I want to see good product on and people that know how to model and that look good, period. This is a lingerie brand. It's all about fantasy and romance and feeling good and powerful and sexy 
why 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 are we doing this i just can't i could rant about this all day but all of that aside forget about what victoria's secret is today look back at what they did throughout the 90s and the early 2000s absolutely epic i mean if you are starting a brand and you want to get marketing ideas study victoria's secrets If you have a business and you want to grow your business, Victoria's Secrets. If you want to learn more about marketing and PR and branding and all the market research, all of it, you you want to go down that route for a career or you want to do that in school or you want to do a career change, Victoria's Secret, start there. They really set the standard so high. And the fact that someone was able to come through and just destroy all of that is beyond me but it really does show the importance of not only good marketing but really smart business plan and business model and still to this day no one can touch their business model like no one you know you could say i mean even uh kim kardashian with skims she brought back the og Victoria's Secret models and did a campaign. And I will tell you to this day, that is the best campaign that she's done for Skims. It got the most press, the most interest. It was the most iconic, so smart. And she did that right after Victoria's Secrets was making a fuss about like real women and real this and real that and she and she was like okay you're done with supermodels you're done with your runway show let me bring back the ogs from my campaign from my lingerie so smart absolutely genius um yeah just all this stuff gets me so excited but anyways so if you haven't seen that docuseries um that's a good one it's very interesting there's a lot more that they talked about that i didn't go over And it's, yeah, it's really interesting to me. I love it. Okay, this is all I got time for today. I'm going to save my voice. I can feel it cracking and going (laughs) everything I say. Um, But I hope you guys have such a good week. Stay motivated. If you haven't listened to episode two about how to organize your days and be productive, it's such a good one. And I was just running through my routine for the day and all the things I'm going to get done. And it was just such a good reminder of how powerful it is to just plan your day well. So if it can even help one of you, I'm so happy. Have a great day. Have a great week.